Hi guys, welcome to. Is that shit? I don't know. Oh my god, get it off! I don't want to touch it. Get it off. Get Where it did it come from? I don't know. I just wiped my leg. <laughs> we were just outside with the lambs. <laughs> it went on the computer. Oh no, it dropped on the floor. Okay, start again. Ready? No, that was funny. No. <laughs> Hello, guys. Welcome to a new episode of You and Me. We have so much to update on in this episode. We had our egg retrieval this week and all the tests and numbers and results are in. So we are seven days post egg retrieval today. So we have a lot to update on and we're not going to ask each other how we're feeling or anything because literally today was our final results. So we'll go over everything and then how we feel will just be a part of it. Telling the story of the week. Yep. Where did we leave off with? It was before egg retrieval, I think. Okay, so we will start with last Wednesday, mm-hmm. Wednesday week ago. Today's currently Thursday. So Wednesday last week, 8.30 p.m., I had my trigger shot. So if you haven't gone through the IVF process, I mean, everyone's protocol is different, but 36 hours before you have your egg retrieval surgery. Had we talked about the scan in the last one, though? You're a bit ahead of yourself. I'm not sure. I don't think so. Okay, well, let's just finish this. Uh, Yeah, 36 hours before your egg retrieval surgery, you have your trigger shot, which begins the process for them to collect your eggs. So I think we did talk about it, but I'll touch on it quickly. So yeah, Monday of last week, we went in for a scan and I had eight on my right. And I was writing down the sizes. I think it's eight. It might be eight or nine, but I'm pretty sure it was eight on my right. She was had me writing down sizes. Did she tell us what the correct size is? I don't think she did because I didn't hear that. I kind of just guessed Annika over 10 was where we needed to be. She seemed more excited about the ones that are all 13 plus. <laughs> yeah. So she was saying they are a little bit small, but they grow two, two millimeters more. each day. So by Friday, they'll be good for retrieval. So I wrote down about eight sizes and then four on my right were under 10 millimeters. So she had me put a four next to under 10 millimeters. So eight, eight plus four. And then my left internally, we couldn't find it. It had moved up behind my bowels and was hiding. So we did the, I don't know the proper term for it, the tummy ultrasound. And now I'm in. Puppet. What's she doing? She's eating the shit. <laughs> oh my god. On your bed. That means it was shit. <laughs> On your bed. It's sheep shit. On your bed. Not a good idea to have the dogs in here. Otherwise, it'll scratch at the door. Yeah, so can't win it away. <laughs> so, yeah, then when we did the tummy ultrasound, the whole ovary wasn't clear, but the part that we could see, there were four on that side. And she said, Don't worry, when you're asleep and they're doing the surgery, it's a lot easier to 
manipulate your ovary to come down and access it and everything like that. So that was Monday. Had my blood test. Everything was ready. They told us Monday you're booked in for Friday for your egg retrieval. Take your trigger shot Wednesday night at 8.30pm. So we did the trigger shot. That I, I found that quite emotional. Mm-hmm. Um, the medication was starting to hit me a lot. I was... I had daily headaches from when I started the Orgalutran, which is the medication that I took that stops your body from ovulating prematurely. And from the day after I started taking that, I was having daily headaches and that still continued on until egg retrieval. So it was fun. But I was also feeling tired and crampy and bloated but headaches was my main symptom. So I'm trying to remember it all. <laughs> when we did the trigger shot, it was kind of like, for me, a rush of emotions. Like we've done all we can. Like I have surgery the day after tomorrow, but like, that's it. I've done all I can. Like there's not much more you can do. Yeah, the rest is up to the team to remove the eggs. And then the, that process following. So It was just very emotional for me. Um, Thursday, I sort of just took it easy, packed. We actually went and stayed close to the hospital and the clinic because we live an hour and a half away from there. We weren't looking forward to an early morning wake-up, so we just wanted to... Oh, yeah, I had to be at the hospital at 6.45. Is it that early? Yeah, 6.45. So that means we would have... Oh, that's right, because I went back to the hotel room for... bit yeah so we booked the same room that we stayed in last time which i'm pretty sure we talked about that Mm. but they ended up i had to pay more because it was a weekday not a weekend and we ended up getting a standard room didn't we so yeah so we booked the booked the room it was slightly more expensive than the last room we booked yeah and then we got in there it was crappier like it, it was, was a downgraded a bath, no lounge room, which, no, big warp. But we figured, well, what the hell happened there? We were paying more but getting less. <laughs> yeah. And we were just booking that luxury because of what we were going there for. And we'd gone there hours before because you're in the middle of work. Yeah. So he still had a few hours of work to do. So I was going to hang in the lounge room while he did that. But this was a standard room where there's a tiny desk next to the bed, so... I couldn't have watched TV or anything because I would have disturbed you. Yeah. Yeah. So we called front reception. It's like, no, what's the deal? Like, can we get this room? Like, They just made up a bunch of excuses, really. <laughs> didn't explain. Well, they said, there's like, oh, you got a deal last time. It's like. No, we didn't. Did we? <laughs> I don't remember a deal. And if anything, we booked it on a weekend last time. So you think. Sunday night. Yeah. You think weekends would be a higher rate, not a lower rate, but. Mm. Whatever. I think we paid 20 bucks and upgraded to the same room here before. But even then, it was a smaller version of what we had. Yeah. But it had the space that we needed. So, well, actually, no, I think it had a slight upgrade. The tub had bubbles. Yeah, it did. That's right. And we turned it on and the smell of bleach just like just filled the air. (laughs) So, yeah, we hung out. Um, I. Watched some telly, did some journaling, just tried to keep myself distracted. Blake finished work. 
we ordered some Uber Eats, which is funny, wasn't it? <laughs> Social distancing. <laughs> yeah, they just come into the reception area, like you lock eyes and he's like, I live it over there. <laughs> <laughs> he like just leaves on the other side of the room. You have to go collect so it. Stay away from So, yeah, then we woke up bright and early and we were there at 6.45. Actually, we got there a little bit early. Yeah, Obviously I'd, no traffic. Yeah, because I dropped you off, went to do a loop and then I was like, all right, how do I get back to the hotel room? And looked at the dash and it's like, here's Jamie's phone. It's like, oh, she probably wants this. With my phone. I was like, no. And I ran out. I'm like, how am I going to stop him? But he saw it and turned around. Which is lucky because only by chance I went left instead of right. Left took me to a dead end, which is normally not blocked. Yeah. So I had to turn around and come yeah. fast anyway. So, yeah, then I went in and... It was a bit of a different process with COVID. They weren't. So it was the same hospital where I had my polyp removal um, in November. So I knew this, like it was the same process. So, um, but it was just a little bit different. They were just not sending people through. They were like keeping us downstairs in the lobby separated and only sending a few up at a time. So I went up when it was my turn and got changed, put my robe on. They didn't give me a hair cap, actually. And I thought, oh, like maybe because I knew it was like a sedation. It wasn't a general. Mm. So I was like, oh, maybe I don't need it for that. And then they started wheeling me in the bed and she was like, where's your hair cap? I said, oh, um, I didn't get one. She's like, you need one. (laughs) She ran and grabbed one. And it takes a while to get my thick hair into one of those. So, yeah, I didn't have to wait very long, like I said, because of Corona, they were very prompt and they weren't leaving people in waiting rooms. So I had by this point, cause by mid morning, actually no, it was a bit early, maybe cause we woke up so early. I'm not sure, but I had my headache was starting to come. And by the time the anaesthetist came around and talked to me about the process, I was like rubbing my temples and she was like, Oh, are you a coffee person? <laughs> Three people asked me that. I said, no, just the meds. <laughs> they give me a headache every day. And so finally when the anaesthetist asked, she goes, oh, are you struggling without your coffee this morning? Because I had to fast. And I mm. said, no, the meds just t- like give me this headache. I've had it every day. She goes, well, I'll put some pan- Panadol through your, what's it called? IV? Yeah. Catheter. She goes, I'll put some um, Panadol through there first. So that can kick in by the time you wake up. I was like, okay. <laughs> and it was the same process just going in. Like I actually walked in this time. I don't know if I told you that. No. Oh, Last time they again. wheeled me into the theater, but she was like, do you want to, cause when they wheel you in, they wheel you next to the operating table, which is this slim as cold. They put a sheet over it, but it's still cold stainless steel surgical Tail. bed. And so they wheel your bed up and then they tell you to hop from your bed to there. Mm. So you, but your whole back is open, your bum's out. <laughs> so you're trying to like discreetly slide over. So this time she was like, do you just want to walk in? And I was like, yes, please. <laughs> so I could just walk to the side and just get on the bed normally. And she was telling me when she was giving me the medicine that sometimes people remember, sometimes they don't. And that freaked me out. I was like, I don't want to remember, <laughs> but I don't remember anything after that. I was completely knocked out until I woke up. So at this point, while I was having my surgery, was your version of from when you dropped me off. So we have to sort of go back and forth to relay the day. 
So you dropped me off. Yes, I yeah, dropped you off. I had my appointment was at eight thirty. Yeah. So he dropped me off just before seven, so he had some time to kill. So I literally just dropped her off, went back to her hotel room, hung out, watched some videos, played Switch. Yeah. <laughs> Killed time. We hadn't until... packed our bags fully. No. Oh yeah, so then I packed packed our bags, ready to go. I said, I took pack, pack of bags, took all, most of the heavy stuff to the car. Mm. Oh, no, we did that before when I dropped you off. Yeah. That's right. Because I could help you carry stuff. Yeah. So you only had a few things. You only had a few things to take. Kill time until 8.30 to have to go. Produce a sample. <laughs> play my part. <laughs> um, How long did that take? No, they, I kind of got there. They just put me straight in the room. Like before I go, waited. Is that and, awkward to ask? No, oh no, it's it like they knew it said, Oh No no. How long did the process take is what I meant. Oh but that's probably awkward to answer. Oh like five, ten minutes. <laughs> yeah. Um So you're only in there for fifteen, twenty. Fun note, um they took the magazines away. I'm assuming that's so people don't <laughs> <laughs> It's funny all the little things that are changing. Yeah. Well, that makes total sense. Plus. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, so, yeah, did my part. Did I, they I, tell I, you anything? Oh, they, before I went there, they took my temperature and did all the normal COVID yeah. crap. Yeah. And then. Do you know they didn't, at the hospital, they didn't take my temperature until I came out. Really? Yeah. Like they forgot or? Don't know. Like. You know, I'll, as soon as I walked into the. Reception area, they took my temperature. Yeah, they do at the clinic. Um, but going in, didn't take my temperature until she was getting my papers ready to discharge me. She's like, I just need to take your temperature before you leave. It's like, okay. I feel like that was just a post-surgery thing, not a... Not even a COVID thing. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Keep going. So did they tell you anything about what's going to happen... Me, nothing? No, not really. Um, I think at some point I got a call from the hospital. I think they called you at 9.30. Yeah, because I think after I'd done my thing, I got back to the hotel, packed up. And then I think I think I just assumed, like, because I, I know the car park at the hospital is really painful to get a park. Like, it's tiny as for the size of the hospital. And my surgery was at 8.30. It had to be at that time. And I so was, I expected you to be out yeah. by 9.30 at yeah. the latest. I, because I had my trigger shot, they can't leave it. Mm. And so when she put my, sorry, I put my hand in front of me. When she put my um, catheter in. No, catheter's a urine thing, isn't it? Anyway, the needle in your hand that puts the drugs in. What's that? <laughs> IV. I think that's the IV. I don't know. But when she was putting that in, I said, what's the time? Because I'd got dropped off before seven. I didn't know the time. I didn't have my phone on me before then. She said, 8.23. And I went, oh my God. (laughs) So my appointment, my surgery was at 8.30 and it was going to last 20 to 30 minutes. So you knew I'd be finished by nine o'clock and then come out and then. Yeah. I thought I would be out by 10 too, but they called you at 9.30. Saying that, oh, we got to monitor afterwards and and that you wouldn't be finished out till 10.45. I was like, wow. Bloody hell. <laughs> I said, well, I wasn't going to move because 
again, that car park's hard to get a park as it is. I think I had to do four or five laps did to get the get park. Did you get me lunch? Did you get lunch before oh, that? Oh, that's right. No, I did that before on the way through because yeah. I had to get petrol as well. Yeah. So I left the hotel room, got petrol, got you something to eat. Again, um, I got you hot food, which was like stone cold by the time you got out. <laughs> that's all right. I was hungry after fasting. But um, also I got you a sandwich as well, so that yeah. worked. So yeah, sorry. Got the hotel, got petrol, got food, went to the car park, did four or five laps and stalked people until they left. <laughs> Um, and then got the call and said, like, oh, yeah, she's not going to be ready till 10.45. So I had to, like, like another hour to kill. So fire up the switch again, play Luigi's Mansion. Did you think, were you thinking, like, numbers in your head that you were hoping for or were you thinking about the results at all? Or? Tried not to. Yeah. Like yeah I, had, so- I had an idea of what, basically what from what you'd said. and Yeah. Our um, scan and everything. Yeah. So... Yeah, I was in the room when she called you. I was in recovery, but I had to stay for a certain amount of time after. So when I woke up from surgery, I was half awake and it's kind of, I feel like it was very traumatic waking up. So on my scan, it had around 15 follicles. We were hoping some more were bigger. We weren't sure. So I said, if we get around 10, that'd like, be a good number. That's what we were thinking. And I thought we, I was under playing that. Like I was playing safe by guessing that number. So at the hospital, when they do egg retrievals, they put a sticker on your hand that says how many eggs were collected. So when they were trying to wake me up from the sedation, they say your name and, you know, trying to get you to respond to wake up. And two nurses were standing either side of my bed and they were like saying, look at your hand, look at your hand. Like in a very excited way, look at your hand. And I don't remember looking at my hand, but I burst into tears and I don't know how, she must've said how many there were because I don't remember looking, looking at it. because I was out of it, but there were only four eggs collected. And I was heartbroken. I was crushed. I was just this flood of emotions of like all of this for that. Like I felt so defeated. I was so sad. And the nurses basically just walked away and left. One yeah, nurse like, pretty, threw a tissue at me. They seemed pretty cold. Yeah. And then I would just, I, I could not stop crying. My gown around my neck was like wet on my chest. I was hysterical. And then I like pulled myself together. But then I just, every time I relaxed, I would just cry again. Like I couldn't stop crying. It was, it was really hard of a result to hear after all of the hard work I'd put in. So the anaesthetist walked past. She's so lovely. And she says, Jamie, are you okay? And I sort of just looked at her and she said, is it the number of eggs or is it like you said medicine? Like she was asking. And I said, the number of eggs. And she tried to comfort me and she said, it's okay. Like we think that anything around eight and under is good because it's quality over quantity. She's like, please don't be discouraged. Like that's not a bad number. And I was like, okay, thank you. 
his other bitch nurse <laughs> next to her goes, it's better than one or none. And I was just like, are you serious? <laughs> like, I am so full of hormones and medicine right now. Like, I'm just waking up from sedation and, like, that's not what I need to hear. <laughs> yeah. The idea is to have as many as possible so you have to go through that crap again. Yeah. So, anyway, then I got wheeled through um, to recovery and the other nurse in the recovery um, who's the one who like helps you get your gown and everything in the beginning. She was like, how'd you go? Like all chipper. And I just like went, uh, like I just grunted at her. She was like, okay. And then I got off the bed and I was expecting like blood on the bed where I was laying, mm. but there was no, there was nothing on the bed. Cause I sort of got up and I was like, Oh, like I felt uncomfortable, but there was nothing. Um, so I sat down in the chair it's a recliner. They flip the recliner up and you lay back in a recliner. And they have a plate of sandwiches and fruit and water there for you. So I just sculled the water and just picked at the fruit. And I didn't want to be sad there because it's literally just a bunch of curtained off sections with recliners in them. And every like you can just see people. And then like you have a telly up above you. Hmm. So I just turned that on, went on my phone, tried to... I put my headphones in and just... You know, try to zone out. out. And then when I left, um, I wasn't in any pain um, by this stage. And then I went out to the car. And like, what do you say? How'd you go? Mm. He said, "Could you tell me walking out or not?" Not until you started speaking. He said, "I don't want to talk about it." Yeah, or something like that. No, I, I, yeah, I got in the car and I, he goes, "How'd you go?" I said, "I don't want to talk about it just yet because <laughs> I didn't want it. like." I was like, "Great, now I have to tell him the bad news and like." I'm still sad about it and now I have to tell you and make you sad. <laughs> I was just like... But as soon as you said that, I already knew it was not good. <laughs> so then I just pulled my sleeve up and showed him my hand. And you were like, four? <laughs> I was like, mm-hmm. So we didn't really talk about it much, did we? No, I think it was very silent from that point forward. Yeah. And like we then... went just straight home, didn't we? Yeah. So we got home and I still wasn't in any pain by this point. The clinic called and was talking about, um, you know, booking in transfer, five-day transfer and telling them that when they would call and everything like that. And I said, so is four like really bad? She goes, no, no, not at all. It's definitely quality over quantity. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> then the next morning... Oh, so then by like five o'clock, I got up off the lounge to go to the toilet and just that motion of like standing up and everything falling down, like gravity, something on the inside must have moved down and the pain was just like excruciating. So I like, I was like, give me my panadine fort quick. Um, and then the following day I needed panadine fort as well. But then the day after that, I didn't need anything. So, Had you finished that off? Yeah, but I was taking them. Oh, you went full dose, full dose, half, half. Yeah. That's right. So we woke up Monday morning and we weren't expecting them to call until the afternoon because... Monday morning? Sorry, Saturday Tuesday. morning. So Friday, oh, yeah, Friday, Friday was yeah. surgery. So we woke up Saturday morning and we weren't expecting them to call till the afternoon because they had checked... The eggs, cleaned them up, 
and then they were going to be inseminated. Um, so we thought, like... Wouldn't get anything till Saturday afternoon. Like, yeah, not 12 hours later, like 24 hours later they were called. But 8.30 they called. And we were so nervous. And then she said, out of the four, two of them were mature. They were able to be inseminated. And this morning we checked them and both of those have fertilized. And we were stoked with that. I don't know why. <laughs> it was like we were so sad about four, but two I think it was the fact for me that your sperm in my egg fertilized and were Did growing. Something. Our embryos were growing. And so we were we were so stoked. It was like, oh my gosh, like okay, we like, get two. Two's enough. Two will do. I'll take two. <laughs> but it just felt so like we were just like, okay, yep, weren't we? Yeah. It just wasn't we weren't really sad about the other two. Obviously, we wish all four of them fertilized, but um, we were happy with the two. So we went to my sister's birthday lunch that day, and I filled in all the family, and I said, we only got four eggs, and every single one of them responded, that's okay, you only need one, which that response, like, it's like nails on a chalkboard. I'm like, but it, if you only have the one, it means each time you want a baby, you have to go through the whole process again. And it's there's so much to it that that's why you want so many so you don't have to keep doing it. Yeah. Anyway, and then we told them about the two that had fertilized and were growing and they were all stoked for us and it was relieving and quite exciting to actually give happy news for once yeah um and then we got a call so that was day one update then day three was monday and we got a call to say that they should have been graded been grading between a six and an eight well i think no i think there's oh because i looked into the grading and they want the six and eight is number of cells they should have divided by. But she said they they need to grade between six and eight. Well, no, so a grade, I think the cells six to eight is a grade one or two. Anything lower than that's a three, four, five. I don't know if they do it. I think that's American. Maybe. Because she didn't talk like that. So she said they need to be between a, between six and eight. And one of ours was a three and one was a five. So that's behind. And she said there were some fragments in the egg which were stopping the D cells from dividing, dividing, multiplying. So that usually means poor quality egg, which was a bit hard to digest. But we still held out hope that even though they're a little bit behind, we didn't tell anyone, did we? No. We kept it to ourselves. Um, and then we got the call to book in transfer and I was like, but our embryos are measuring behind. So, like, what are we doing? And she said, no, no, we'll book you in. And then if you don't, if they're not ready for transfer on Wednesday, we'll reschedule you for Thursday and we give them one more day. 
So Wednesday came, no change. Or very little change. Very little change. Um, so this morning they rescheduled us and <laughs> so today's Thursday, so six days post egg retrieval and we had to get up. We had to leave home at 6.30 because our appointment for for transfer was 8.30. But we weren't getting the call until 7.30 to say that yay or nay. Yay or nay. But we couldn't, even though we knew, we knew that it was not going to be good news. We couldn't chance it. We had to leave and pretend like we were going because if we wait, if we waited and then miraculously something happened, something happened, we would be like, okay, but we don't have time to get there. <laughs> so we're on our way. And then they called and they started breaking down overnight. Um, well, she didn't say that actually. She said oh, they're not changed. transferable today. Um, and then she talked about other stuff. And then I said, so from Monday to, to today, did they not change at all? Like, did they stop or like, what did they do? And she said that one of them grew like three two. more cells and one of them grew one more cell. And then, so that would have made, if it was the the fifth one, the grade five one, whether it's for grade five or made five. I think the, the number was the number of cells. No, because it can't make five cells. It goes two it goes one to two, two to four, four to eight. It can make one more of it if one splits and then fragments. Oh, okay, okay. Anyway, so if it was the fifth one, it would have been up to an eight. Yeah. But we don't know that. So one of them had grown three, one of them had grown one, um, but overnight they had started to break down, which made me feel more comfortable in disposing, discarding, destroying Destroying the word they use. Yeah. Because they were breaking down. Although the process has already started. Like. Yeah. So we knew it this morning, um, didn't we? Yeah, there was we like pretty a much 1% prepared for chance it. where we were like, miracles do happen. <laughs> but I'm sort of grateful that it wasn't, they weren't giving us false hope this whole time. Like we've known since Monday it's not looking good. Yeah. And it wasn't like it was. Everything's good, everything's good, everything's good, then bad. It was pretty yeah. much yeah. more or less bad from the get-go. Yeah. So um, Blake actually had to – he didn't work at home on Wednesday. I took Wednesday off. Tuesday. That's right. We got – Oh, yeah, so I worked at home Monday. Monday we got the news. Tuesday. I went in. Yeah. So I was home alone and that was my grief day. I – I didn't intend for it to be that, but I could not shake it all day. I was just sad all day. I just moped around. I tried to perk myself up, but I just, it was just a somber day for me. Was it hard of me not being there or No, easier? I liked it. You know what I'm like. You I, like to be I alone. I need my alone time to process and just be quiet. Hmm. I like, think being at work, I was flat chat yeah. all day. I, I didn't even get a lunch break. Yeah. And that made the day easy. I didn't have I didn't have time to think about it. I was just yep. flat out. Yeah. It probably wasn't nice coming home to me, but <laughs> I tried to perk up when you got home, but I was just like. No. So at that point, like I'd still, when I got home, 
the reality was still there, but I was that exhausted. Yeah. It made did make things a bit easier. Yeah. But I'm I'm really grateful I had that day alone to just think what I wanted to think, do what I wanted to do, process what I was feeling, what was coming up, and then it made it I sort of that day came to peace, like this is this is it. Like it's It's not happening. It's not happening. Even though I was like, I'm not giving up, like I know miracles can happen, but it's going to take honestly a miracle for them to catch up and then be where they need to be. Like, yeah, it was too much. So, yeah, not a very positive story to share, but it's what we've been going through the last week. Um, So it's literally been today. So I thought the clinic would call, but they haven't called. They're probably just giving me the day to like process call tomorrow. Yeah. And I was... Like, I didn't take today off, but then I just, I pretty much took today off as well because I wasn't, I knew I wasn't going to want to go into work. Yeah. But it was good because we actually left the house. So when we got the call, we went and got a hot chocolate and washed because it was like seven o'clock in the morning and still foggy and freezing. And no shops were open or anything. Because yeah. I think our backup plan was we'll get to the next town where we usually do our groceries. And now if it didn't work out, then we'd get do some productive, yeah. get some groceries yeah. and go home. So we went to the Macca's drive-thru, got a hot chocolate, went and washed the car. We were, I was going to do it out, like with on the outside and I was like, it it's was still icy and foggy. <laughs> it's like, yeah, no, I'm going for the drive-thru car yeah. wash. And then, yeah, we went and got some groceries. So it was kind of good to be out of the house and do something productive while we were, like, got the bad news. Yeah. But I've been okay today. Um, we let the family know, um, we haven't told all the family, but I don't know how to like the family that we saw on the weekend were all asking for updates. Yeah. So we let them know, but there is some family we haven't told, but it's like, how do you just pick up the phone and go, I haven't talked to you since before my egg retrieval, but <laughs> Yeah. I think, it, I think we can hopefully leave it up to the extent other family members to inform the yeah. extended family. Yeah. And if they message, I'll just send them a like brief overview of what happened, but, um, I'm ready to go again. No stuffing about. I, I don't know how I'm going to do it. Like IVF's hard. It's, it's obviously worth it, (laughs) but I mean, I did it and I didn't get anything like in my head, I was processing how hard it's going to be if we do a transfer and I find out I'm not pregnant after IVF, that's going to be so hard. I didn't even comprehend. Not even getting that far. Going through everything, all the medicine, injections, the emotions, and getting nothing. Like not even having anything to work with. In saying that, though, I think you've handled the whole process pretty well. Like. The doctors, nice <laughs> well, the doctors were given, given, also probably more directed to me, fair warning that to hand, like prepare good for, luck. <laughs> yeah, good luck, pretty much. But yeah. I didn't get any of that. Like you were uncomfortable, but I didn't. I, I think you've, you've been more, which I don't, which I don't actually get. But you've had a couple of more mood, mood moments on. The other stuff, let alone IVF, but everything should have been amped here. I don't yeah. Know. So, unless you just took it out on someone else. <laughs> no. I was just so focused on the process and, like, 
like every headache I just was like okay take some Panadol move on like it'll I knew exactly what if I didn't know which medicine it was I think it would be like oh <laughs> like when is this going to stop but I knew that two days before egg retrieval that medicine was going to stop so I knew that the headache would end yeah soon and it was it would all be worth it not so much now but um <laughs> if anything like it kind of from what results we did get it kind of seems like it kind of feels like the first cycle we did with the fertility clinic. Yeah. <laughs> it almost seems like a, a trial again. Like yeah. It kind of feels like... It's not a fun trial, though. <laughs> no, if anything, you, this shouldn't be the trial. Like, since considering they basically are using the same medication. Mm. What, what, what's a, what, what is the name of the stuff we did before? Has it got a name? Like, Which one? Or just... Would you know, like, you have IVF, IUI. Is there a name for what, the, what we did before? Tracking cycles, you're just, just normal tracking. normal cycle with. You're tracking <laughs> with, that the clinic calls them tracking cycles. You're just tracking with them, and then using medication to yeah. make things happen. Yeah, yeah. But I today I like I knew the result was going to be, and I was just like, in my head, like, okay, I'm ready to go again. Like I'm sad. It's obviously not the outcome we were hoping for. I suppose at the end of the day, like, look, seems like I'm not obviously not an expert in this, but it seems to me a lot of our issues were too small, um, and which resulted in low numbers, so low low chances. Neither but, of us are professionals at this, but to us, like, what we think is like, you need. I should have upped my dosage, yeah, to grow those eggs, but yeah, I need to it, talk to them about that. And so obviously, you know, doctor will look at the results yeah. and. Well, that and that stubborn left ovary was being yes. an a-hole. <laughs> yes. So it kind of almost seems like the first cycle we did with the clinic where they're still figuring out your numbers. I suppose, and so I always want to tread lightly though because it is, it's even seems a more finer line. Oh, yeah. Compared to just trying to get one out of the yeah. out of the cabinet. like. And if you go too far, you can't do a fresh transfer. Exactly. So if you, you have have, recover. don't do enough drug, is yeah. don't we ended up we basically end up with the result we just got. Yeah. If you go too far the other way, then it's too many and yeah. they're all useless anyway. So yeah. There's definitely not a one size fits all mm. for this for this stuff. Yeah. But I think. But they got it seems like they got pretty close. Mm. Like we had the numbers, they just were too, too damn small. small. Yeah. So hopefully this time around when we do go again. Did did we say that? We did, I don't think we said that. So the, um, the anaesthetist told me that they were too small. Um, a lot of them were too small and that they couldn't access my left ovary. At all. I don't think we mentioned that before. And I think we did. Oh. Maybe. Anyway. But, yeah, but so there, was, there was some proper sized ones on the left. No, I said that we couldn't see them through the ultrasound. You know, but you, you talk, we talked about... Doing the surface ultrasound rather than the internal. No, no, yeah, at the scan. Oh, yeah, about but that. But in surgery, they couldn't get to it. Yeah, they yeah. couldn't get to my left ovary. Yeah, because they need to it see was it hiding behind. Yeah, they need to see it clearly and internally. They, yeah, to... they need to see the ovary because they're going in with a needle, so yeah, they so can't. They, do they don't want stuff around in there. But there was big ones on the left. Yeah. So, I mean, there was two or three more chances there that yeah. were missed because. The left ovary so I need to research how to keep your ovaries down in place. <laughs> <laughs> Go running every day and like gravity plonk them down. 
have to look into that. But, yeah. but your left one's always been a bit of a dick. Yeah, it is. I have to like just push on my left side when they're doing the ultrasound. So I think our past has a lot to do with like my readiness to move on. Like it's like, okay, come on. It didn't work. Let's try again. Like <laughs> it probably sounds stupid, but just like, I just need it. Like I need a baby. I need a family. I need to be living motherhood. Like, so if we don't get a baby soon, we have to buy another dog. <laughs> We've been talking. I said that last night. We were laying on the couch. There was this cutest puppy. And I showed Blake and he melted. I said, let's just get another one. Who cares? And it's like. <laughs> Every time we get bad news, we're just like, puppy. <laughs> it's like, it's like, do you really want another Luna? I kind of do because. Really? Our eldest one, Bella, she's 12. Nala's 11. And then we just got Luna a year and a half ago. So I feel like if we got another one, they'll be the <laughs> same age. You're trying to justify another same one. Same age apart. And then she'll have an energetic puppy to play with, not two old dogs who are just like, get Leave away from me, alone. let me sleep. <laughs> but in saying that, everyone's buying dogs because of coronavirus. Like, there's like no puppies for sale. And what ones are there? Bloody expensive. Yeah. Even the RSPCNA, PCNA, RSPCA were out. Out. Of, which is amazing. I suppose if you've got and, nothing else to do, then have a companion at home. Yeah. I just yeah. hope, like, once they go back to work, it's not like, oh. oh ditch it now. Yeah. But I, I, I was looking I at puppies for sale and, like, they're selling puppies for anywhere between three and $8,000. In the same breed we got? All kinds of different breeds. Oh, I think I'd stick to what we got. Yeah. But even, like, our dogs, Maltese Shih Tzus, Four thousand, five thousand, six thousand. That's crazy. We paid what five, six, five hundred dollars. No, but, Bella was three fifty, and Nala was five hundred, and we thought, oh, that's a stretch. <laughs> and then Luna was like a thousand. Wasn't really worth it, was she? <laughs> <laughs> Poor Lulu, she's a very weird dog. We do give a lot of shit. Anyway, we're not going to get another puppy, but not yet. Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Well, maybe, so, maybe maybe um, we'll get the baby a puppy. We get them at the same time so they can grow instead up Instead of collecting animals, I just want to collect babies. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be that mum who their baby's like three months old and they find out they're pregnant. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> like two in one year. Like I just, I can't explain like, and it's so annoying. Like things will happen on TV or something and then Blake will go, oh, what would you do in that situation? I'll be like, blah, blah, blah. He's like, how do you know all this shit? <laughs> like, I can't think of an example right now, but like parenting things. And I mean, I've got no freaking clue because it's only from observation of other people, but. And nieces and nephews. I just want to live it. Like, I'm just. And that's why I'm so keen to go again. It's like, okay, it didn't work. Let's go. Let's go. I obviously have to make sure my body's okay. And that's what, when I talk to the clinic, I'll talk about what sort of tests I need to do. Do I have to make sure all the drugs are out of my system? can I just take the birth control again at the end of this cycle and go straight in? Or do we need a month or like, what's the process? Because yeah. I'm ready. And the only reason why I'm ready, because I feel like, I feel like if we were at the beginning of our journey, I would need a month or so off between mm. to like recover. Cause it's hard on your body. It's, yeah. it's hard and it's draining and to live life as well. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's really hard. So, yeah. 
that's where we're up to. That's what our last week has been like. It's been a bit of a blur. It's sort of blurred all into it. We've probably confused the shit out of everyone. <laughs> this day, this time, this time, and that time. But, yeah, round one didn't work. Ready to go round two. With a much better outcome this time. Yes. So our next one will probably be a bit more of an update about when we can try again and that whole process and everything. But I think that's it for today. Anything else we should add? No, I think that's about it. Thank you guys so much for listening. And we will talk to you in our next episode. Bye. Bye.